All right, this is the Big Kids Show. I am Mark, and thanks for kicking it with us in the treehouse today. With me, I have two of your favorites, Big Nick and Mr. B. Today, we'll be playing one of our favorite formats, one of my favorite formats, one of your favorite formats. That's top three. Top three, baby. Yes, yes, that's right. And that category for our top three today will be top arcade games of 1980 through 1984. Oh, that's right. This will be a two-part series covering both halves of arcade games of the 1980s. So for all you video game players out there, be sure to check out both episodes when they drop. And while you're there checking out these episodes, please be sure you like, subscribe, give us a rating, drop us a review, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, at The Big Kids Show, Instagram. All that helps the crazy algorithms and computations that flow through Mr. B's head as we try to push our way up the podcast ratings. And as always, we greatly appreciate your support. My head now, hurts. The 80s were jam-packed with arcade games that would eat your quarters faster than a hungry hippo. The sound of a packed arcade with kids screaming, 8-bit music blaring, and sound effects that all together sounded either like the end of the world or the greatest symphony you've ever heard in your life. Either way, there was no way you were walking into an arcade without having fun, and there was definitely no way that you were walking out with any quarters in your pocket. So, with all that said, gentlemen, let's get into the good stuff. Big Nick, you won the coin toss. You're going to get us started today on our journey of top arcade games from 1980 to 1984. So, start us off with your numbers three choice, sir. So, when I was a little boy in the 80s, (laughs) I would go to the arcade with a fistful of quarters, and I would attempt to save and rescue Princess Daphne. (laughs) And in that game that I was trying to rescue her, the fair maiden, this was from Dragon's Lair, uh, which was was a fantastic game. And it came out, I mean, this full disclosure here, boys, this game came out well before I was physically able to play an arcade game, probably not (laughs) even tall enough to to reach the joystick. It came out in 1983. Yeah, you, get weren't, the, you weren't playing the little stool. Remember at the arcades, they had the stools for the short kids. Yep. 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 Or you stand on the milk crate uh, and, yeah, and exactly. play the game. But uh, so th- here's a couple of things about this game that, and why it stands out amongst uh, the crowd for me. It, first of all, the graphics on Dragon's Lair were like out of this world good for a game that was built in 1983. They were using, I didn't know this until recently here, but they were using laser disc technology in this arcade game and which wow. was which was wonderful because it, it did i mean it looked by far better than the other arcade games as far as graphics went the downfall of using that that super good technology was that when you tried to port it to home systems there was no technology at the time that could get yeah. anywhere close and and we all know this Back in the 80s and 90s, hell, you could even the home systems, no matter what technology they were using, they couldn't match the arcade games just based off of the size of the computers and the chips and all that. Uh, I won't get into the science of it because I don't want to hurt anybody's brains out there. But uh, this game had superior quality when it came to graphics and and what did not have superior quality was my little pea brain back when I was a kid because (laughs) Dragon's Lair... while it has a lot of the similar qualities and themes to me in my little age, I thought that that was dungeons and dragons. I really did. Like I remember thinking when I was a kid, that's what dungeons and dragons is, is this dragon's lair, which is kind of a cartoony version of dungeons and dragons, very simplified, but this was not just an arcade hit. Uh, This was also a, a household name in some ways because it was part of it was a comic book series at one time and it was also a television show it was a cartoon and so i remember it maybe it was i can't remember if it was the t- cartoon that turned me on to the video game or if it was the arcade game that turned me on to the cartoon but uh dragon's lair is a fond fond memory of of wee little nick and uh i remember this as being one of my favorite arcade games 
Yeah, and in fairness, I mean, it did have dungeons and it did have dragons. So I can see how you see could how think I, that. It was an I, I, easy I, leap to make, right? One, one, one plus one equals two. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I mean, and, and you're right. It, they, that game looked like a cartoon, like that mm-hmm. you would see on Saturday morning, right? So, I mean, I think as a kid, you're like, I get to control that. Like, I get to control the cartoon that I watch or the type of car- cartoons that I watch. I think that's a pretty, I mean, it's so crazy nowadays when you look at graphics, how insanely like sophisticated they are. But back then, like that was a big deal, like to not just be a few sprites on the screen and, you know, like some random pixels. You're like, I get to control a cartoon character. That's awesome. Yes. I, I remember just seeing the, like walking by that one and you're like, whoa, what is that? And again, some of these games, when they first were released, we were pretty young. But if you think back to the other games at that era, th- that was light years ahead of graphics, yep. in my opinion. I mean, just it was amazing. I love the pick, Big Nick. Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right, Mr. B, let's kick it over to you, buddy. What do you got for your number three choice for us? So when I was flying my plane in World War II, because I'm, I'm a quite old man, <laughs> uh, the game I chose was a game called 1942. Ooh, yes. good pick. I like and it. This one, if you guys remember, it was kind of a, you know, you scrolled left or right as a, with an airplane and you would shoot down the bad guys. It kind of a, a Galaga game, but with more advanced stuff. But my favorite thing with this game is, remember the one button had you do like a barrel roll and yeah. you, ro- you rolled out of the screen and back into the screen? And I just remember, I don't know why I just thought that was so cool as a kid. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh, if I hit this button, I go, woo, and loop back woo, around. Woo. And you can avoid getting you know shot by the enemies. But what I thought was really interesting about this now, kind of looking back at it, this was a game that was designed by Japanese developers. Really? With the well, idea. Sense. But they, were, they marketed it towards the Western market. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you kind of think of like the whole purpose of the game was to like destroy Japan. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, <laughs> we we occupied them at one point for a considerable amount of time, and look, we brainwashed them. We're like, yeah. "Hey, come on now, train our troops to to fight you." I guess. <laughs> so yeah, just but I just I love the style. Of, I lo- I always loved airplanes, and I loved the shooting game. So it was kind of like I don't know. Just, mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool, and I, again, I love the barrel roll button. And this was one that. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Just it just was one that I would play a lot. I I think I was I was pretty good at it too because it really wasn't a super technical game. I mean, you p- pretty much yeah. moved the plane left and right and fired. You could move up and down as well, um, and then you could get special bonuses. And like sometimes there's one bonus where like two other planes would come and uh, come on your left and right and help you shoot stuff. But I think yeah. that style of game was really popular just because I mean it. it it definitely has an old school feel going back to like really early eighties. And that's obviously one of the ones that was in that type of category. And like you said, when you're a younger kid, you don't have to think too much. It's literally up, down, left, right, press a button to shoot. And then, Oh yeah, here's this really cool button that will, you know, make you do a barrel roll flip, which you played any of the other games. Like they didn't have that button. It's a special button. Where's the barrel roll button. And and, and most people right now, I think there was one that they released that had more better graphics was 1943, the battle of midway. Yeah. And and I remember seeing more of that one as I got older, but I like the 1942 version and that's what I'm going classic. I like it. I like it. Beautiful. Classic. I'm classic. Keep it classic. Well, and, and right. maybe maybe this was like their idea, the Japanese idea of like, hey, America, look how you could have defeated us in a more fair manner rather than just dropping an atom bomb on us. Uh, you could, you know, because in in forty two, you're right, you're flying into Japan and you're trying to you're trying to fight and take it over. But can I make a confession here, boys and girls? Of course uh, you can. So I really wanted to choose this as one of my top three for arcade 80 to 84 but i did not choose it because of this simple fact i only can recall playing this game as a much older boy 
because when mm. I was very little, so like when I would have been, let's say 85, 86, 87 at the arcade, I always wanted to play this game, but the older kids were always on it and I never could get to it. <laughs> and enough. so I don't think I ever played this game till I was like 15 or 16. And by then it was kind of antiquated and, and it, I was probably playing it on some busted machine. But um, so the experience wasn't that great, but I always thought that the, uh, the shell is that what you call that on the arcade game? Like the, the the box, the big wooden yeah. box that it's in. Would you call it the shell? Uh, I always thought that the shell of 1942 looked cool. Like it had bright colors. Yeah, it, there yeah. was something that drew me. It would draw me to this game. And uh, sadly, sadly, I never got to play it because all of the older kids were always on it. Well, and, and we older kids. and we talked big dick when you win the lottery. We're already adding a couple games, so let's just let's stick in 1942. That's right. I'm going to have to buy a ticket first, I think, if I want a chance go. of winning that lottery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it's played. It, I like I, it. I heard, I heard it helps. All right, gents. So we got Dragon's Lair. We got 1942. We'll kick it to my number three, ki- uh, number three pick. So I'm going to go with, speaking of uh, containers or shells, as you said, Big Nick, I'm going to pick the one that I thought had the coolest shell of any of the games and it had a knight with a dragon on it and it would also be dragon's lair oh, i'm going with you big nick you yeah. double up on dragon's lair because there was just something that, like you said that game because you'd walk by games and they were always playing like a demo on the screen yeah. right of whatever the game was when you walked by it and i always remember every time i walked by dragon's lair you couldn't help but just like see the graphics and be like whoa that looks just like a cartoon yeah. Like identically. Now, obviously, there were some some shortcomings in the fact that it was a lot of cutscenes. It was like kind of quick time events where you you didn't have really full control. You kind of partially controlled it. And but I thought it was funny. Like the the character was kind of like clumsy and yep. you know kind of acted a little scary. Acted very lifelike, not like uh, an over the top hero. You know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, I remember like the scene of him with the shield and the dragons breathing fire and he's blocking the, sh- the fire with yes, the shield. Nice. Right. I mean, there's just a lot of really cool moments in that game. Um, but I think we covered it all already. So dragon's lair, awesome game. Um, let's move stop, on to our number st- two. Stop hanging out with big Nick so much. Seriously, man. <laughs> telling you. One of the dentists on the same day. What in the world's happening? That's right. We, right. We, we, talked about <laughs> we are now going to the dentist together. <laughs> and, and, and soon, Mr. B, here in a couple months, Mark and I plan to move to Vermont and adopt a child together. Yeah. I kind of thought. Where, was- where we part ways with the dentist is Big Nick walks into the building and I go to the van with the sliding door where the guy opens it up <laughs> and hope that he doesn't kill me. So, oh. all right. All right. Let's get into our number twos here, guys. Big Nick, what do you got for your number two, sir? So, you know, when we talk about the show, of these arcade games and that is i think key and because the shell is created to to lure the children in right (laughs) much like the van where mark gets his teeth worked on (laughs) hey hey, Uh, kid you want some candy (laughs) right but you you want to make it look as cool and interesting as possible because that's going to get those quarters for you baby and that's why you buy the machine if you're the owner of of the arcade I was I was going to try to think of like some cool arcade names that uh, from when I was a kid, but I'm struggling at the moment here. But um, the you buy these big boxes, hoping that these kids pump as many quarters into them as they as they possibly can, so you can get rich off of these off of these kids who are, are bilking money out of their poor parents. But the, most of the shells were blue or black, yeah, and. Mark said it. Dragon's Lair was not. Uh, 1942 mm-hmm. was not. They looked very different. And this was one. This probably was the game that I saw at most places. Like this game was in every arcade and not only in every arcade, but if you went to a store or a place that would only have one or two arcade games, this was one of those one or two arcade games that was at that at the restaurant or store or what have you. Uh, but this did not have a black or or blue shell. I thought this had an inviting shell as well. It had a, a bright white uh, with a giant 
centipede on the side because the game is <laughs> centipede. And I'll tell you what, yes. I think I played this game a hundred thousand times because like I said, no matter <laughs> where you, no matter where you went, there was one of these games there. And I don't think I was ever any good at it at all. It had the roller ball to control uh, everything and you're you're basically basically all I would do is roll the ball back from left to right to left to right and I would hit the I would hit the shoot button the gun button over and over again and that was that was my methodology of trying to survive on centipede I don't think I I survived very long at all on the game I think I probably wasted a lot of the quarters uh, mom dad I'm sorry uh, but centipede is my number two and and I think I didn't do much research on this one the big kid research team kind of shut me out a little bit lately i don't know what's going on with them but uh they <laughs> this was from my understanding it came out in 1982 or, i'm sorry uh was it 82 see again if i had the research team on yeah. my side i would know sorry. these things but i've been i've been really nice to them lately they've been really helping it me came out that. excuse me it came out in 1980 and then the follow-up was 1982 but it, from my understanding, this was one of the more popular games, one of the better selling games, and that's why I saw yes. it everywhere that I went. No, and I, I remember Big Nick, like, I feel like every little pizza joint yep. always had that game yep. and maybe one other. So it's, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was a cheaper one to buy or whatever. I, mean, I don't know, but I, I feel the same thing. It's like that was always at like a pizza place or like a local little um mom and pop bar restaurant thing I, that's where i always played it as well because again when you go to the arcade you're probably not going to play centipede you're going to play all the cool fancy games the bigger fancier games yep yes mm -hmm. and you're right the roller the roller ball was weird <laughs> it was difficult to control uh yeah. with the roller ball and you know one thing that we that we have discussed at times and and probably will discuss again in the future is when you're at the arcade just the stand-up game itself is not as intriguing as something that has a gun attached to it yes. or sitting yeah. down in a, in a fighter jet or sitting down in, in a race car. And a lot of that stuff, they didn't get real fancy and schmancy with that stuff until the mm -hmm. second half of the 80s, which I yes. was around for that part, too. <laughs> you, were, you were you were you were so, I, I was awake i was awake for those years you're still around you're still around thank you you're taking naps still <laughs> are we sure we're we sure this is not just all the matrix <laughs> red pill with the blue pill <laughs> i'm taking both very nice very nice i love that i love that pick big nick mr b wants you enlighten us on uh, your number two choice i will sir. and this one is to me just classic arcade game this was released in 81 it's simply called frogger <laughs> frogger <laughs> can't go wrong with frogger and I, I i think even as a kid i love the premise because again a lot of the other games were shoot 'em games or fighting games and this game is like no you're just trying to cross the street <laughs> Literally, just it sounds, it sounds so absurd now. Just trying to get from this side yeah. of the street to the other. I mean, it's just a frog that's like, and he's trying to get his family across the street. And you're like, like this track. Like, I mean, dude, use the crosswalk. Game over. You know? <laughs> use the crosswalk, bro. Come on. But I mean, it just and, and it was something that like the first level was simple. Second, and as it kept going, it obviously got yeah. much more difficult, and you had to use a lot more strategy. But Isn't there lily pads too at some yes, point. Yes, like they were moving and yeah. things you could jump on. And but I mean, arguably, this is one of the greatest arcade games ever. I mean, it was one of the most popular. I mean, we, there's a couple we can compare to, but I won't say them yet. Um, yep. But the biggest thing I know, Big Nick knows is. This was an arcade game featured in one of his favorite TV shows. Yes, it was. And we will call that Ooh. Seinfeld. Yeah. And yeah. if you guys remember the episode of Seinfeld called The Frogger, where George. Uh, he had the high score. He had the high score, and they were like trying to take the game, but they had to keep it Ooh. plugged in so that it didn't erase the score. And then it actually shows him trying to cross the street with the arcade game. George Costanza <laughs> is a man with very few accomplishments in his life. And one of his great accomplishments was having the high <laughs> score at the old pizza place that they used to frequent as children. And they were selling the, the pizza place was closing. And so they were going to have to yes. shut down the Frogger game, which means one of his greatest Whoop. accomplishments, 
wiped out. Yes. So he yes. wants to purchase and save the Frogger game and and have his high score remembered for for all of eternity. And uh, yes. uh, unfortunately, the game got smashed by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> but so the big kid research team, again, I kind of bogarted him from you guys. I apologize. But uh, the fictional score that George Costanza had was uh, – 860,630 points, okay? Mm-hmm. So that was his f- score that apparently had in the show. Um, there's since been a bunch of competitions of who could have the highest score, and currently, as of February of 2022, the highest score for Frogger is by a man named Michael Smith in uh, Durham, North Carolina. It is 1,356,520 points. Uh, Michael Smith, your parents called. They would like for you to get a job, sir. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and I, I would. He's I'm still cu- playing. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious how many hours to get to that. I mean, like I don't. I don't know the hours. Like, are you talking about like 20 hours of playing or something? It's got to be. That's just, insane. Yeah. That's like it, a, what was the movie with uh, Fred Savage, the Wizard or Wizard? Oh, yes. Where he's like just playing like nonstop, like dude, put it, put the controller down. Yeah, no, it's and I <laughs> and I think wild. there was there was something weird with the game, like it, it only, the score only went to like ninety nine thousand, so you had to like it, then it reset, so you had to kind of do the math. Yeah, I, I don't know for sure because again, the big kid research team they've really been phoning it in lately, but. Um, there's been like a, and the game's 41 years old. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's wow, 41 years crazy old. crazy to even hey, say that out loud. Respect your elders. I do. Right. I do. George. And, and, and then there's been like a million other Frogger like variations yeah. since then. But I mean, to me, Frogger was just, it's, it's a classic game. And plus I, I love that it was like kind of a, kind of out, out of left field with the premise. Yeah, you know, I mean, it wasn't like the rest of, like you said, of fighting games or shooting games, and it was just like, no, you're some frogs trying to cross the street. <laughs> no big deal. We're just yeah. trying to get across the street. Trying to get to the river, man. Yeah. So, oh man, take love me to fro- the love river. Frogs. And if and again, if if, if, if I could buy a handful of arcade games, I would make sure Frogger would be one of those in my man cave basement. That guy over there in the corner, Seabass. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if you guys came over and played, you'd have to pay full price. A quarter yeah. every time. Quarter no, every I'm going to make it 50 cents. Ooh. Wow. Smart. Get hey, rich. Hey, times are tough right now, man. Inflation. Times are tough. <laughs> you better, better <laughs> pony up for that, Frogger. Well, and you, you know what was so genius about the arcades, right? You We talk about if we went to your man cave basement, we'd have to pay full price. And it, you might even be... Uh, double dick us and charge us two quarters but uh you know what's so genius about the arcades is they they essentially create their own currency tokens baby and you use it up and then they sell you more of the currency and and then you give it back you give that currency back to them oh wait a second Oh, the, much like our government did. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think they got the idea from somebody else. Yeah. I, I'm thinking of doing that. I'm going to create my own token system and be like, oh, you put in five bucks and you but you only get like six tokens. And then the right. six tokens, like, yeah, you have to put. Then you walk out of the arcade and you do have some tokens left and you can't do jack with them except go back to the same arcade to spend yep. those tokens. So they get you to buy more when you come back because you only got two left. But Mark, <laughs> how many times did you ever leave with tokens? Yeah, the only times when my parents forced me to leave, they're yeah. like, "We're going with or without you." And you're like, you're like oh. "I got two left. I got two left." And he's like, "You're throwing them in games as you're walking out." Just trying to charge me these for one game. <laughs> oh, so all yeah. right, Fro- Frogger's my number two. I like it. Feeling froggy. I definitely like it. Ribbit. All right, so on to my number two. This was a game that I first played. Uh, we used to do a family vacation. Um, down to Daytona Beach, Florida, and there was never a heard of it. Place called Manny's <laughs> Pizza. So shout out to Manny's Pizza. If somehow you're still in business. What's up, Manny? Point. Oh, you know Manny's still kicking it. Yeah, I hope Manny's still kicking it because I remember he's he probably franchised by now, pizza. Mark. I hope franchise. so because that was some some delicious pizza. At least eight year old me thinks so. So I don't think I hated any pizza at eight year old. Nope. <laughs> Even the school cafeteria pizza. I was like, this is the bomb. There's no bad pizza when you're eight. 
So I remember they had a very small arcade section, but they had like three arcade games. And when you're a kid and you're just waiting on pizza and you only got about 10 or 15 minutes to play, it's perfect, right? As long as the games are good. So one of the games they had sitting over in the corner, it was red, white, and blue on the shell and gray. And it had a steering wheel on it. Uh oh. And Uh-oh. it was a little game called pole position yes yep so pole position was an f1 formula race car uh racing game where you had to complete time trials and it was one of those games where you'd be driving and you had to hit a certain checkpoint otherwise it would ask you to pump another quarter in which was a genius move because you would always pump in that other quarter of course you would and then if once you get through that you qualify for an f1 race at the fuji racetrack i think it was the only racetrack in the whole game and honestly it didn't really matter because they all it all looked the same anyway but (laughs) that didn't matter because you had a real steering wheel in your hands and they eventually came out with an upgraded shell or cabinet that um had the seat too where you could actually sit down yeah it was like super fancy you like the cockpit version exactly but uh but the one that i played was just the stand-up you just had the the wheel and man, I pumped so many games into or so many quarters into that game. So it came out in 1982, obviously way before I could hold a, a steering wheel. Um, but it became the highest grossing arcade game in 1982 in Japan, went on to be the most popular coin operated arcade game internationally in 1983. And then in North America, it was the highest grossing arcade game for two years in 1983 and 1984, and still in the top five in 1985. So it stood three, four years of just pounding quarters out of kids and <laughs> driving and trying not to hit other F1 cars with uh, tires because I had a pretty spectacular crash and burn scene as, uh, as you went through. But, um, but yeah, pole position was a sweet, sweet game. I used to love racing. And again, I think just the, the thing as a kid, um, being able to like feel like you're holding the steering wheel and you're doing the driving, I think there's something to be said for that. So yeah. that's my number two choice, gentlemen. So, Mark, you will be happy. I know you will be just ecstatic to know. There is a Manny's Pizza House. Oh, boy. In Ormond Beach, Florida, That's which is one. just, oh, just is it still there? It's still there, dude. It, Road you, trip. Should I should Road I Uber trip. eats it? Should I Uber eat it? I think we should. I think we should. It's gonna be All a right. little cold, but it's gonna be delicious. When it gets here tomorrow, it'll be fantastic. <laughs> All right. Look, we gotta give a shout out. So I, I clicked on reviews here. Okay. So I'm gonna read one I review. Uh, it, I mean, ca- it, it's just countless five star review after five star yes. review. So I'll just give you one. Here's one of them. <laughs> Vindicated. I, we should have like some piano music come in for the five star review for Manny's Pizza House. We will. We love Manny's in Ormond Beach. We have been going here for years. There is no better Greek salad with the extra wonderful tomatoes and dressing in the country. I'm oh, sorry, county in the county. I was about I to be say, <laughs> Yeah, that's quite the review. That's a bold statement. <laughs> the, the review goes on to say the pizzas cannot be beat. I like the thick crust. The rest of the family likes the thin crust. Other places may come and go and forget chain pizzas. This is the only place, says Connie S. Oh, I was going to say, wait, I thought I wrote that review. <laughs> yeah. <No>, the- <laughs> I'm telling you, it, man, baby. like. They, they were, their pizza reminded me very much of like old school pizza hut. And if you know what I mean by old school pizza hut, I mean, like when it was good where they brought (laughs) it out in the, the iron pans and like, don't touch this. You won't, you know, you're going to burn your hand off like that gripper thing or whatever. Yeah. But they had like the cheese melted into the crust on the sides. Oh, Oh, dude. It was so good. I'm hungry now for pizza. If you are a budgeted minded individual as like Big Nick is, uh, you can go to Manny's Pizzahouse.com and there is a coupon tab that you can click on and there are multiple coupons to choose for to choose from for your next visit to Manny's Pizza House. Road Don't trip, worry, Manny. I got you covered. Ironically, I won't tell you what it is, but both my number two and my number one were mainstays at Manny's. I was going to say, I wonder if they still got video games. Well, that's my question. Do they, if they still had pole position there? Oh man, that would, how awesome would that be? 
Should I call him? I just looked up the number. Let's get him on the line. Yeah. <laughs> can we get him on the line? Hey, can I talk to Manny? I need to talk to Manny immediately. <laughs> Manny, Manny retired at 85. No, a couple, several of the reviews say that Manny is there often and that many of the regulars yes. enjoy speaking with Manny on their on their regular visits. Right. Hey, cheers to Manny. Cheers. We'll definitely do a shout out to Manny's when yes, post this. Love so, it. Very nice, Big Nick. I like I like your your gumption to go out and get that. That was good stuff. We're here in the matter of the United States of America versus Y'all, Santa Claus is locked up, and I'm gonna get him out. My name's Richie Buck. I'm an amateur podcaster and investigator. I'm an investipodster. I came up with that. If you like true crime, feelings of the holidays, and I ain't just talking about Christmas, and satire, well, Santa may be a criminal, just might be for you. Some of your favorite true crime podcasters have joined in to spin this yarn. I'm Chet. If the mitten ain't a fitting. Can you tell who's who? Stop acting like And is Santa a criminal? Let's find out together. Hunt down Santa. Santa may be a criminal. Listen and subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Well, on that note, boys, let's roll into our number ones here, right? Ooh, so, the, big, uh, the big ones. Big Nick, what's your number one pick? All right, the Big Nick pick for number one. I'm going to go with a classic, and it doesn't get any more classic than this. When I think mm-hmm. of arcade games, and I think that when when most of America thinks of uh, arcade games, there's no way that you cannot think of Pac-Man, which came out in yep. 1980. Yes. Again, the yes. shell, bright yellow on the side, very inviting. It had a it had more of a stand up. Uh, version of the screen it was more in your face with the screen which was necessary because the game is so so intense oh my god it's intense (laughs) and you know what i i don't do this often and i and maybe not enough i don't know but uh when i give a shout out to my wife who is an amazing pac-man pac-man player uh she can get to boards that i've never gotten to in my entire life uh but does she have five-star reviews like manny's does no uh she also does does, nick that's the wrong answer of course she (laughs) the answer is yes well she does not have a website that one could go to to lay down these five-star reviews we're gonna create one one called big nick's wife there you go. <laughs> That's we weird. Give her five stars. She's awesome. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, wait, uh, all right, guys. Way to take something nice and just soil it. Soil the no, hell out of no, it. No, no. This is a positive. We're complimenting thing. your yeah, wife. Yeah, this, We're saying this is a compliment. Awesome. Yeah. Right. yeah, you're talking about her having a website. It's getting weird. All right. <laughs> what was your favorite thing to to consume on the Pac Man game? You know how like they would have like little treats that you wanted, like the peach. Yeah, that- the and fruit. the cherry, yeah. The cherry. Or, was did mine. you guys have the cherry? Was yours? I, was I cherry guy. I was a strawberry guy. I, mean, I was a strawberry guy. Dude. Oh, I knew yeah. it. I knew you were a strawberry guy. <laughs> I knew it. You, you son of a bitch. I can tell you were a strawberry <laughs> guy the whole time. You strawberry <laughs> sipping son of a bitch. That's why I love you, man. <laughs> and well, because the other oh. fruits, I think there was like uh, two blueberries and yeah. some dingleberries. Was, yeah, whatever. Some dingleberries. <laughs> they were they're really brown. You know, it's funny. I didn't. Even, I don't even like cherries, so I don't know why. I like it attracted me as a yeah, kid. Yeah, why did you I gravitate to the cherry? Wasn't there two of them? They were like yes. kind of hanging off the yep. perch. They, they yeah. look like the cherries that you would see on like a slot machine. Exactly. They're the same yeah, kind yeah. of logo or yeah, same yeah. kind of picture. Nice bright red color. Yeah. Yep. Now, Big Nick, that's that's the classic game. And yep. I, I, I figured it was make someone's number one. So yeah, Pac-Man is just an awesome game. And and yeah. do you guys remember? So I'm going back, we we're talking about pizza places. There was a pizza hut that we would go to, but it had the tabletop version. Yes. Yeah. So, so you remember? So you could sit. There was there was two sides, and you could you would take you put put in quarters one and two, and you would take turns, and the screen would kind of rotate. You could, yeah, or I don't even know if it rotated, but you would play from either side, but it was flat, and you would yeah. like actually sit down. And I remember that that was awesome. Like 
that's we usually me and my brother be like, can we go to Pizza Hut? And it was not for the pizza; it was so we could play Pac Man because it had that absolutely. tabletop Pac Man. Be like, oh, so absolutely. The Pac Man, the sit down game Pac Man. I did enjoy that one, but but here's the thing, and I don't want to sound like I'm discriminating because the Miss Pac Man or Ms. Pac Man game I thought was equally good. But the reason why I liked the Pac-Man game better was on the stand-up version, the screen was positioned differently on Pac-Man than it was on the Miss Pac-Man game. It was, it was more upright versus that slanted. And Pac-Man, as I said, I believe it's intense enough that you want to, you feel like you need to get your face right in front of that screen, like it's going to help you in some form. And and here's the thing: I'm glad you brought up the sit-down one because we had the sit-down one at the pizza. Well. I shouldn't say we did too, because you and I went to the same pizza. Yeah, we were probably children. the same pizza. <laughs> but uh, there was only one pizza. And that's the one we went to. But uh, the let's uh, Google that Pizza Hut and see what they're right. using. <laughs> no, let's not. And uh, but has anybody here played Pac-Man Battle Royale? I have not. No. The crowd went Ooh. silent. Oh my goodness! You okay? So Pac-Man Battle Royale. This was a really. This was a great treat. There, there's a bar not terribly far from me called Chubby's, and I went I like there it. with some buddies one night, just you know, watch a football game or whatever. And I noticed this big giant Pac-Man game, and it was very like modern, very new. And I was like, "This is not the Pac-Man of old." So I went over to check it out. It's it's a multiplayer Pac-Man game where you can compete with each other and have up to four players. Oh, sweet. And, and, and it has the same traditional board. You know, you have a lot of the old traditional stuff, but you can compete against each other. And if you win, it's kind of like, you know, when we played billiards as kids, if you win, you just keep going, baby. And yeah. so when I discovered this thing and knowing my wife's love for the Pac-Man game, I had to make sure that I took her to Chubby's to play the Pac-Man Battle Royale. If anybody out there finds, if you see one of these games in the corner or up against the wall at a place that you that, that you find yourself in, do yourself a favor. Go over there and pump some quarters into that yes. baby. And it is it is a tabletop game, so you can bring your beverage with you, and you can sit it there, and you can enjoy. And here's the thing. Even if the place created their own currency, trade in your American's <laughs> currency for their <laughs> currency and play the Pac-Man Battle fun. Royale. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I've not heard of the bat. So, question, Big Nick: Like, is it everyone's playing their own? Yes. Yeah, so you get a diff. No, you you are no. You're all in the same game at one time. Oh, so there's can, so there, there's four Pac-Mans in the same there's four Pac-Men uh, is how I would say it. Uh, <laughs> it but that makes each sense. each Pac-Man is a different color. So I believe like okay. Pac-Man one player one would be the traditional Pac-Man. And then there's like a, a red and a blue and maybe a pink, I think. But you you are you are not only do you have the ghost and the fruit and all the little pellets that you're trying to eat and achieve and get the higher score. But I believe there's a way to activate something like when you hit one of those pills, the activator pills. Yeah. Where you can eat the ghost, I think you can actually attack the other Pac-Man oh, as Pac-Man oh, as well. Yeah, we got to. We're, we're, we're going there. We got to do that. God, we got so many road trips; it's getting out of hand. I'm getting broke here, guys. I gotta start saving <laughs> hey, some money. We're, we're gonna have to use <laughs> the Big show's Nick's really costing me a lot of yeah. money. <laughs> Big Nick, we have to use your freaking flyer miles, buddy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know what? Here, here, we could double down very easily. I can make a phone call to my boy Manny down in. Uh, Ormond Beach, Florida, and see if yeah. he's got the Pac-Man Battle Royale game. Boom. If he's if he's got it, go ahead and book spring break, baby. Spring yes. break, wrap it up. We'll go blend in. To, we'll, we'll blend in. Ormond Beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, Mister B, uh, Big Nick, that is an excellent choice. I I cannot uh, commend Pac-Man enough. I, I really enjoy some some good Pac-Man. Who doesn't? Um, so, Mr. B, what do you got for your number one? Well, <laughs> yes. So, yes. It, oh, yes. That, I love yes. That was a great game. Yes. <laughs> so, this one is it already took a lot of my quarters. <laughs> yeah. It's previously been discussed. It's not Pac Man, but my number one, as Mark said, is pole position. Oh, yes. oh well. I knew God. our brains were still melded together. And, and, and the, the only reason why, it was the steering wheel. 
Yep. Yeah, it made I mean, a difference. I, I, if, if I saw Pac-Man, uh, Centipede, and Frogger, and then pole position, I'm like, uh, I want to drive that. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, the steering wheel is it for me. So pole position is my number one. It's arguably like the the originator of racing games. I mean, it, it was kind of the mm-hmm. first one that was out there, and all the other games just wish they could be as cool as pole position. Plus, do you guys remember... I know this is kind of a deep track, but there was actually product placement in that game. So if you guys remember your position, yeah, you're driving around the tracks. There'd be those little signs. Oh, that's right. The little signs. Yeah. And they they were for, I mean, I think they're for Japanese companies or something, but there would be actual advertising throughout this. So think about that. That's way deep track. They're doing that in 82. That's crazy. I forgot about that. Yeah. Hmm. And then again, we already talked about that. They were smart. As they kind of got more popular, they created the more cockpit version. But um, the Big Kid Research Team, of course, they hit me with this knowledge that the peak of arcade like money making was 1982. Yep. Like when that, like when the you could make the because that was before most of the home consoles came yeah, out. Yeah, I guess that's true. And yeah. so there's an estimate by uh, Pelham Smithers Market Research or something. But 1982, that's a good company. Et- yeah, estimated around. I'm again trying to just guess the numbers. It's 27 billion. Oh, 27 billion oh, globally. This is globally with a B, Mister B, with a B. That's right. And that was the peak of it. And then, of course, it dipped back down. And then it started to spike a little bit in the um, like early 90s when they started to have more technology. But, of course, the home games took over. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean this game fell right into that. And I guarantee Pole Position and Frogger and Pac-Man were the reasons why. I mean, think about arcades in the 82, 83. I mean, they were just were money makers because you couldn't play them at home. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nuts to think about that. Well, and I think, like you said, well, like I think we both said, I mean, when you walk into an arcade as a kid and there's a literal steering wheel there, there was just such a draw to that because you're like, I'm a kid. I get to drive a car. This is amazing. Like, it's not like we had like a golf cart to drive around in or something, you know? I'm six years old and I get to steer a car. Yep. And I was terrible at it. I was crashing into stuff and I was like, I should should never be driving (laughs) ever. (laughs) That's still true. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But no, pole position was was incredible, man, honestly. And I think I, I, I remember even then being like, wow, these graphics, you can like see the. The tires rotate and yes. the way the grass, come, like, it's so funny because, I mean, if so, you showed that game to a kid today, he'd be like, what's this garbage? Like, yeah. I got 3D reflecting rain off of my windshield with windshield wipers going and like, all right, dude. <laughs> well, hell, Mark, you, you even had the whole uh, driving setup at your house, you know, yeah, with the gas yeah, pedal. And later. Yep. And it would like shake. And I mean, so. Yeah, yeah had like now, uh, force feedback. Yep. Now, now it would be terrible. But at the time. It was oh, revolutionary. Just, just amazing. So pole position is my number one just for that reason because I would be like, oh, steering wheel, I'm in. Heck yeah. Very good, gentlemen. All right. So we got some some stiff competition here at one. So let me drop my number one here on you, gentlemen. And I know you guys are going to remember this one. This one came out in 1983. It was a vertical scrolling driving game with the player being the role of a spy driving an armed sports car yes. and that would be one spy hunter <laughs> wow i forgot spy about spy hunter yes. that was what it an amazing game like if you took f1 tilted the camera up to be overhead and then put machine guns on the front <laughs> of yes. the vehicle Gave the ability for oil slicks and all kinds of different special abilities. Spy Hunter was the shit, man. It was amazing. Like I, there were so many cool things. The fact that you could, there was like cars that were bulletproof. If you remember, they kind of look like little V Dub bugs. Yeah, because like you'd be shooting at them and nothing would happen to them. Yeah, you'd be like ting 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 ting, and you'd be like, oh man, I can't do it. And then other ones, you'd you'd shoot out the back, and you'd see the tires. Like you'd see the. Uh, the sparks coming off the back of the car like the tires are dragging. You're like, these are incredible graphics. 
Unbelievable. Think of what these games are teaching us. <laughs> I know, right? That's Shoot why we're, the car in front of you. That's why we're That's why crime was so high in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's wrong with oil slicks, smoke screens, and surface-to-air missiles? I, I don't know. <laughs> see what the problem yeah. is here, gentlemen. It's just wholesome family fun. Well, I was thinking about putting it on my car, but you know. <laughs> and if I, you guys remember, there was like the helicopter that would be like dropping bombs in front of you, and you had to like dodge yes. the bombs. So many cool things. And it also had a version with a steering wheel. Yes, So you did. could do the steering wheel there as well. And do you remember the steering wheel? It wasn't a full circle. It was like yes. a, like two grips kind of thing. Yep. And and I remember that really stuck out because it was and like. It had the buttons there so you could yeah. press for like firing and, and stuff like that. Yeah. It, 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 yep. it felt a little Knight Rider-ish, didn't it? Because oh, of the very, it was interesting steering Rider. wheel. Yeah. It, that's what it reminded me of comparison. as a kid. And, and you know what? I. I hate myself and I, I will, I will Don't be, hate yourself. We love you here. No, I'm <laughs> going to, I'll contact the big kid research team and have them punish me accordingly. I totally <laughs> three floggings. <laughs> I, I totally forgot about spy hunter. Like, well, I think a lot totally of people just forgot. remember the console version, yes. but it was an arcade game before the console version. Yes. And the arcade and again, game was fantastic. Shout out to Manny's pizza. My place. That was they had that there. Pole position and Spy Hunter, and I was like, and, and then I think they had Pac-Man, you know, but yeah, just amazing. So Incredible. my guess is every time that your family came in, Manny was like, cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, let the quarters <laughs> roll. He's like, he's like, oh, when these guys come in here is when I make my nut for the year. <laughs> right? Well, and Big Nick will love this. I didn't have to buy tokens at Manny's. He just took regular ass quarters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I, what I do remember the game is I sucked at that game. Like, it was hard, man. Yeah, that like was a I, hard. Game. I don't remember ever getting past like the second level, even because I just would, I would pump well, in quarters. Remember if you if you slammed into the back of somebody, you'd crash out. Yeah. So if you were, if and, and, but it was fun to go fast. That's why that game tricked you. So you'd want to go fast, but then you'd slam into somebody, and you'd be like, yeah, you, you could you couldn't hit somebody, and then you had to watch out for people behind you. So it was like. Yep. And you could kinda, push them off the road, but if you overshot it, then you'd go off the road and die. I mean, it was it was a challenging game. So, and it was funny because um, the the game designer who was one George Gomez said he drew inspiration for the game from listening to an audio cassette tape of music from James Bond films. So that's a pretty good inspiration to have some James Bond in your mind, and then you make a spy car game where you're <laughs> taking people out like it's a Bond car chase scene. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty. Oh. Pretty well done there. Gold so. finger. Finger. <laughs> All right, gents. He's well, let's, uh, let's do a quick the recap, one. and then we can throw out any uh, honorable mentions we got out there. So, Big Nick, you had Dragon's Lair at number three. Beautiful yes, choice. Sir. Centipede at number two. Pac-Man at number one. Mr. B, you had 1942 at three. Frogger, let me get across the damn street at number two. Pole <laughs> position at number one. And I had Dragon's Lair at number three. I had Pole Position at number two. And Boom. Spy Hunter at one. That's a hell of a list, guys. Do you even have anything left for uh, honorable mentions? I'll jump what right in with saying all of my honorable mentions made an appearance on your guys' list. And again, beautiful. I hate myself for forgetting about Spy Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the one thing I remember about Spy Hunter too is you remember the music was like super spy sounding yes. music. So, so yeah, so when no one was playing it, it would do that. And I think where I remember seeing that is there was a skating rink near us. And I think they had it there. Oh, yeah. And Big Absolutely. Nick, you might remember the skating rink because we United would United do- States of America. Yes. The Are awesome you serious? That's that the name of it. United Skate. Yeah. That's amazing. Most <laughs> awesome skating rink name ever. And I think they had That's that That's where game. I lost my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Which was weird because Nick was 24. Shout so. out to that place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. You really, uh, you really got it young there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, my only honor mention was Pac-Man. We mentioned it. And Pac-Man, okay. I, I had a tough time not putting it in there. It was tough too, but... Yeah. No, that was that was awesome, fellas. Yeah, you guys named out five of my honorable mentions on your list, so well done. The only other one I had was Donkey Kong, the old yeah. school Donkey Kong, you know. And I know they had Mario Brothers. I, people might, you know, shame us for not putting Mario Brothers on our list. I didn't play that until the console. I never right. played it at the arcades. I, I, ne- so. I never, I never saw it at the arcade. 
Yeah, because well, I, I think, know it was a big arcade game, so well, yeah. I, I at least want to mention it. But you know, for me personally, I, I didn't play it at the arcade. We, we so. were here's the thing though: when, when it comes to Mario Bros, we were rather young when that became a console game, and like you pointed mm-hmm. out earlier, the 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 hit, the major money payday for these guys was before these console games became super popular and everybody started to get one and once that nintendo came out man it broke the bank for those people at the arcades because what do you want to have you're not going to waste your arcade is all about space right it's all real estate and so if you're taking up your space with boxes that nobody's pumping quarters into you get rid of that game and you replace it with another one and yep. they had setups where you could purchase games and then later it came around where i think you could you could lease them or rent them pay a monthly fee if you were an arcade owner but yeah you're right the uh once the, the console took over there was no need for anybody to play super mario bros it didn't exist at the arcades once once nintendo hit the house exactly, households yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the big kid research team, man, they are slacking. They're handing me two different dates here of when the NES version came out, eighty five and eighty seven. I'm pretty sure it was eighty seven. That sounds right so to me. I think, guys, or no, eighty five. I'm sorry, I, I think eighty five because that was the game that came with it. Even I think at the original release. If I'm oh, they, okay, yeah, it'd be nice if you put that on the paper. See, uh, hey, guys, guys, they, I, it's the Japan and the U.S. version came out in nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty seven was the European and Australian. Uh, thanks guys that explains it it. hey i didn't want to say i was going to save this for our end of the week meeting but i don't think it can last any longer i think (laughs) i think the issues i'm gonna whisper because i wasn't over here i think that the issues with the research team i did a little recon and i think what happened one of them got a medical card and it, it's not really been the same back there. So. <laughs> been the same. And you know what? It hasn't smelled the same. They're, they're, eat, they're eating us out of house and home here, too. We, well, then, then, especially for this episode, they're just playing video games all day. Right. Like, come on, I mean, guys. Come what on. Are you doing? Well, first it's off. A fucking workspace. <laughs> <laughs> we need to contact the HR department. I don't know what we need to do. So let's, let's, let's move on. Let's not get out of hand there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before we get uh, sued by our own research yeah. team. So, all right, gentlemen. Hey, I had a blast with you guys in the treehouse as usual. For everybody Same. out there, like we said, if you have not, please like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your company, tell everyone at your next public speech to listen to the big kid show. Until next time, which is next week, check us out. We'll see you guys. We are the big kid show. Booyah!